0: Jericho Road is a ministry of St. Luke's Episcopal Church. It's a Sunday school class that happens at 9.30 on Sunday mornings, and you're welcome to join us. These days, we're studying Genesis as it leads into Exodus. It's great sequel, and we hope to get you thinking about an old story in a new way. In the days of the Roman Empire, and specifically in the year 325 A.D., a creed was written in Nicaea that we still read in church today. The purpose of this creed, the Nicene Creed, was to resolve disputes, yes, but most importantly, it serves as a marker or a rudder or a boundary for us as we move forward in an ever-changing world in faith. The passage from Exodus that I'm about to read to you is like that. It's a summary of what has happened, yes. It's also a repeat of what has been promised, yes, but it's also a creed we like to think that it was written by someone else. I'll explain that in a moment, but I want to read to you Exodus chapter 6, beginning with the second verse, and I'll end with the 13th. God also spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land which they resided as aliens. I have also heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are holding as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will free you from the burdens of the Egyptians and deliver you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You shall know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from the burdens of the Egyptians I will bring you into the land that I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you for possession. I am the Lord. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they would not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and their cruel slavery. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go and tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of this land. But Moses spoke to the Lord. The Israelites have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me, poor speaker that I am? Thus, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders regarding the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, charging them to free the Israelites from the land of Egypt. A good analogy for all this comes from the fact that in the, two, the first two chapters of this very podcast, we notice the difference between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. They're both creation stories, but they're both very different. They have different details, different content, different dramas, But most importantly, you can spot it right away. One is poetry and the other is prose. And we actually think that Genesis chapter two is the older story. If you look at it, Genesis chapter one, it looks like church. And it was in fact a statement written by clergy to be read in worship. In the morning and in the evening, there was the first day. In the morning and in the evening, there was the second day. In the morning and the evening, there was the third day. It has a a pattern to it. It has a rhythm to it for the seven days of creation. In the first story, there's just too much water that needs to be moved by the mighty arm of God. In the second story, there's too little water and man is made from the dust of the earth. So what we have is an anthology of stories that actually fit. In 1965 a rabbi named Joseph Soloveitchik wrote a book that is still timely today titled The Lonely Man of Faith and in it he talks about the two Adams the Adam of the first story of creation and the Adam of the second story of creation being both very important stories to tell the first Adam is the doing Adam this is the uh, dominion uh, of earth Adam this is the naming uh, the animals of the garden Adam this is the Adam given with the task of managing creation. The second Adam is the being Adam, the being in the garden with Adam, the friend of God, Adam. And Joseph Soloveitchik maintained, and this makes total sense to me, that you must have both for balance, to be complete people. We must have something to do, but we also must dwell with God. And it occurs to me this is a timely book because our churches and our worship centers are facing a crisis in this national quarantine, which is the time of this recording, because we're simply kept apart from each other. We're kept from doing the thing we were built for doing. I feel like an amputee sitting in an empty church. Our very first Sunday of the quarantine, we preached to an iPad and a ladder. It was was weird and disjointed. We felt like amputees. Initially, I had the fear that if we couldn't do church together, that people would forget us or that they would lose their faith. Well, what we have found in the last three weeks of the quarantine, as we count into this thing, is that we have found new ways to be church for each other, new ways to love each other. It's beginning to dawn on us that respect for the quarantine is a sign of love. It's our way of checking in on our older folks. It's our way of praying. We may not like it, but we do it for them. And we live in balance. Which brings me back to Exodus. We think that the same guys who compiled Genesis chapter one, the clergy who wrote for worship, wrote this chapter with a similar style, a similar cadence. And I'll read verse three again. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Well, that's a clue that it's an anthology right there, because actually, God is called Lord in Genesis frequently. Now, this reveals that Genesis and Exodus is a patchwork of stories that make up their national story. Now, you might want to argue with this and say, well, why is it consistent? which is true. Did God reveal his name many times or did he just now reveal his name for the first time in Exodus? And the answer for the Hebrews would be yes. I'll explain. We moderns tend to think with linear logic. We tend to think that if if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C, I guess I said that right. It's algebra. I was terrible at math. Well, the Hebrews thought in block logic or or blocks of ideas about God, they knew that any, any statement about God would be incomplete, so they did the best they could. I'll use an example from later in the story of Exodus that we all know because we know the movie. Pharaoh hardened his heart, we're told. We're also told God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Which is it, we ask the Bible. Did God harden Pharaoh's heart or did Pharaoh harden his own heart? Well, the Bible answer is yes. We think in blocks of ideas, and for the ancient Hebrews who wrote Scripture, they believe that in the gaps, in the inconsistencies, in the middle, we actually find the presence of God. This is how we learn to think biblically. Well, the question for today is why? I mean, why? Why the need for a creed here in the middle of the story? Why is Exodus 6 actually... Existing for us? Uh, what is it stating for them, and what kind of promise is being repeated? Well, I think I want to answer the question and tell you that Exodus chapter 6 is needed because they were falling apart. They needed a creed, they needed a boundary, they needed a marker and a rudder to get them forward. Hey, let's look at what's happened so far through the eyes of the characters Moses. Moses and Exodus, look, in the last chapter, Exodus chapter 5.22, he says to God, why did you ever even send me? He's wavering, and as the leader, he needs the basics. This is why Moses needs a creed. Sometimes it just helps to say what we believe. Churchill is a really good example here. During the darkest moments of World War II, Winston Churchill never made promises. He just said what he would do. I will fight them on the beaches. I will fight them in the landing places. I will fight them, I will fight them, I will fight them. Keep it simple, state the promise, and follow through. Well, that's just Moses who needed a creed. Uh, We can also look at the people. They have a broken spirit, we were told in verse nine. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they would not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and their cruel slavery. Their conditions will change one day and then they can look back, but right now they cannot hear. But the promise would be that one day they could look back and have a creed to remind them that God was faithful even when they couldn't see. This creed will be important when they get to the other side. We also need a creed or promise to break through with Pharaoh who must experience loss and judgment in order to hear. If you remember from the last chapter of the podcast, everybody's on top except for the slaves. They're stuck there. They have no voice. And so it will take God's intervention, God's promise, uh, God's plan, uh, God's closing a door and opening a window for the slaves in order for them to be free. This will also happen in order for Pharaoh to finally hear and realize that he's not the top of the heap after all. And finally, we all need a creed like Exodus chapter 6 to remind us of the constancy of God as things seem to fall apart in our world, that God is always faithful. This is what really happens in Exodus chapter six. It's just a reset. God just wants to remind us, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And at this point in Exodus, I want you to notice that the promise deepens. No more three days to worship in the desert if if Pharaoh will only let them go. This promise now is land and a home and freedom. And in verse six of what I just read to you, there are three strong verbs. God will free them, God will deliver them, God will redeem them, which means that our relationship with God is more than a spiritual journey. God meets our physical needs. I'll say this one more time in these dark times of our quarantine as this is being recorded. God's got this. God has got this. God has got this. And we will go home. Amen. See you next chapter.